welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerd Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, fellow nerd, fellow friend, fellow dynasty enthusiast, Matthew O'Hara. Well, hello, sir. Hello to you today, good sir. I appreciate that kind of intro. Yeah, you know, got to try and mix it up. Let the people know that you're here. Uh-huh. Even though some people just like you. Well, or my voice, Ooh. from what I hear from, hear from you. On the know. Twitter, the people like Ooh. your sensual, deep, masculine voice. I like it. Mm, that's hot. Uh, yeah, we gave a couple, I gave a couple t-shirts away. One on our Facebook group. Um, so if you're on our Facebook group, you had a chance to win a Dynasty Nerd t-shirt. It was just random. I was like, you know, I'm going to give away some shirts. I was sending, packing some shirts up. I'm like, I need to give, give away a shirt. And somebody was like, uh, Ricky Butts, who runs our Facebook group, he's like, what about the Facebook group? I'm like, yeah, them too. Let's give them a shirt. Sure. Uh, so if you're not a member of our Facebook group, which is, is all you have to do is just go on our website now and click chat. We got rid of our forum and decided to go to a Facebook chat. Just click on that. Join that bad boy. There's some awesome conversations going on there uh, about Dynasty. So it's just it's, to me, it's just way better than a forum. A forum so 2003. I agree, man. So outdated. Get, get hit with the new times. Us Dynasty nerds, we're way, way, way ahead of the curve. We took Facebook. We cut it, got rid of all the cat pictures, kid pictures, uh, ex-girlfriend stalking, and we put on there Dynasty talk. Dynasty fun stuff, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. yeah, that's all I really care about, yep. honestly. That and coordinating parties. So. That's uh, literally the only reason I'm part of Facebook are those two reasons. And remember people's birthdays. Yep. Because then I don't I don't usually if I write happy birthday on your Facebook, it means I'm really not that good friends with you. Because otherwise, I'll shoot you a text. Right. Way I, more personal. I just shoot my friends texts. Yeah, me too. Hey, happy birthday! I'm like you remembered. I'm like I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but people, but it's like people that I still like. I'll, and I happen to be on Facebook at that particular time, I'll, I'll still say happy yeah, birthday. You were never on Facebook. No. You're not a very big Facebook user guy. No, I'm not. But if you want to talk Dynasty fans football, it's the way to go. Get on our website. Get on there. Because I gave away Dynasty Nerd shirt. I'll probably give another one before the way of the holidays. And I gave one on Twitter, too. I just said, hey, what do you like about the podcast? That Those were some funny responses. I'd like to hear the rest of them because I only got I only got I was only privy to a few. Just of them. roll through the feed, baby. I will. Just yeah. roll through the feed. So that's why, that's why you need Twitter, man. You never know when Rich is going to give away Dynasty Nerd shirt. You never know. Get away the red shirts. Get away some of those red boys. Um, so let's get some dynasty talk, shall we? As sure. we enter week eight here, uh, more than halfway through the season now, um, which at this point in the year, honestly, I'm just ready for it to get to the playoffs, honestly, and just ready to get there, see what happens, because I'm already starting to get anxious for to get over the, like this rookie class and start breaking it down, because it's just so much fun. It is. It is very fun. Um, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I got one one squad that could go probably either way so i'm hoping and and praying for that one i got two that i'm i'm trending towards the playoffs pretty easily okay. in those two um but it's actually the the dynasty nerd super flex league i'm, I'm four and three oh yeah after I, I lost to you this weekend I, I think that's my second worst record yeah uh it's a super flex league obviously the worst is my podcast listener league where i'm I have the least amount of points but i'm in second place because i have two more wins than the guy in last place i hate when that happens because i really need Saquon barkley right uh, so i'm really hoping to lose there but in the, for the most part in every league i'm in i'm in 19 leagues I have a I have a shot to get the playoffs in every single league. Right. Or if not, if I'm not in first, I'm in second. Or Me and you third, faced off in two leagues. Yeah, 
Yeah. We were one and one. Yeah, hey, you broke my undefeated streak. I did. I was undefeated. But yeah. I had a lot of you know, I had a lot of injuries, a lot of buys. Yep. You know, and you know, it's it the happens. way the cookie crumbles sometimes. No worries on the side of the fence. I, I feel very confident getting mm-hmm. a bye week. Yeah, a lot sure. of buys going on. I think there were only two like last week, but you must have just had uh, or I think there were I think there were fifteen games. I don't know. A lot of buys going on. If yeah. you keep talking about buys so much, I'm gonna start thinking you're looking cute. Hey. Hey now. Hey. <laughs> so let's get into this week. Uh we we actually escaped this week pretty well with no injuries besides uh, yeah. besides listen major dynasty affection here all right we are talking long-term trouble for your teams carson palmer and jay Cutler. <laughs> right so carson palmer broke his his arm and he, he'll be out i mean it's probably wasn't his hip he sold uh, seriously and then um jay cutler i think cracked some ribs so he'll be out two or three weeks I lived in Columbus when Carson Palmer got drafted. Yeah, that was, was a was long, a, I was a different human being then. Long time, yeah. yeah. My whole focus in life was something completely different. I know. Yeah. I yeah. know what your focus was. Mm-hmm. Me too. It was glory. What a life. Um, <laughs> so, Color will be back sooner than later. Obviously, Carson Palmer's on the IR there. They're going to they're gonna roll in Drew Stanton. Miami's going to roll in Matt Moore. Matt Moore didn't play too bad. No, Matt Moore actually um, looked pretty good in relief. Yeah. I think that's kind of like his MO, though. We'll see once. Um, that is his MO. Once he's you know into a few games, once they get some tape on him and stuff like that, and they're kind of game planning for Matt Moore. Self-destruction. We'll see what he actually looks like. But he was a guy in, in our Superflex League that I held on to all year. Even though I knew, you know, I picked him up immediately when when Tannehill went down, and then they went out and signed Cutler. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to hold on to Matt Moore because I think he's a good stash. I th- I saw eventually, you know, some sort of either slip up from Jay Cutler or a little nagging injury. So it's nice to have a guy like that uh, at least to fill in for a few weeks in, yeah, a, in a super yeah. flex league. Not bad at all in a super flex league. Uh, I've been in a super flex league where I'm down to one quarterback, Jameis Winston. A lot of people are trying to r- roll some trades upon me. Uh, and I'm I'm in first place in that league. And I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Because sometimes I think that sometimes so far now, obviously I'm new to Superflex. It's our first year playing Superflex. Sure, but I've already learned. I'd much rather roll with a guy like Leonard Fournette or somebody along those like a good player than a turd quarterback. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be getting 18 points, um, 18 plus points from a running back, it's it's no different than yeah. like a quarterback two, like a I'm low end quarterback. I'm still two. learning. I'm still I'm a right. rook. I'm a I'm a freshman rookie. Totally, I'm out with you. There. Yep. Uh, taking my taking my humps, right? My lovely lady humps, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and our, our the nerd superflex league. My team's not too glorious. I don't think either one of our teams are too glorious. Yeah. I think um, that one. There, there's definitely some teams that are. I think more better than us. More, you know, yeah, more yeah. equipped for the playoffs and stuff like that. That's why it was a fair league to get into the superflex league. Yep. That's why we had everybody had uh get that money in there because. We we didn't know what we were doing. No, not at all. Yep. But you know, we'll 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 get ourselves back. Oh yeah. It, uh, before we get in this game, uh, somebody tweeted at me like, "Hey, can you guys discuss on your podcast real quick just about the difference between a snake draft and uh, a regular draft where it goes back, you know, from twelve to one?" And I was like, "Listen, and I'm gonna make this very short, just for this guy, uh, and for anybody that listens when it when they're debating about when it comes to draft." During a startup draft, it always has to be a snake draft. Right. And during a rookie draft, it always has to be 1 through 12 and then 1 through 12 again. Right. Uh, the reason being is just to make everything as fair as possible. That's right. It. The crappy teams should be picking first in every round. Yes, because they're crappy. That, and they need the best players. They need the best players. Because you need uh, everybody to be on the same footing. 
again, it's the whole point of Dynasty is the bad teams have a chance to get significantly better. And it's supposed to casually rotate throughout the years of the bad teams, then get really good, and the good teams kind of get bad. Unless you're me, of course. I'm always good in some leagues. I was going to say, you better quantify that. With some, <laughs> some leagues. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not even true. Even like our, our league that's 15 years old, I had two rough years there, right. which helped me. Even though I had good players, but I had down years, and now I got players like Leonard Fournette my For roster. sure. So it kind of helps me be uh, undefeated until this week. Exactly. I hate losing. Well, I'm in one league. I think I'm only left undefeated in one league. It had to happen eventually, and I'm glad it was me. That that's not true. Down. No, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. I had hopes and dreams to be the 1972 Miami Dolphins, okay? That's what I was going to – I had that whole gloating feeling. I had, the, I had my speech half written. Well. In your face speech. It's a good thing you didn't write that second half. It's a waste I, of time, my man. I, I just went back. Uh, I edited a couple words to my uh, <laughs> seven, 16 and 1 speech. All right. I can live with that. But let's get into some of these games, shall we? Sure. Not We have no hot topic this week, so we're actually going to do a little recap here. Right. A little simple show. Hey, it's week 8, man. Week 8, nothing – no need to get fancy. We talked about trades last week. All that stuff carries through. Let's just do a little recap, see where we stand. You know, we're in season. In season podcasts are a little bit different. Um, let's go all the way back in time, shall we? Let's yeah. go back to Thursday night. Let's go, Marty. Where these Thursday night games have really turned in uh, not to be too bad, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs Raiders, what a game it was. What a game it Michael was. Michael Crabtree catching a touchdown late in the in the game with all these crazy penalties when there's no time in the clock, bringing it back, pushing it back, bringing it forward, bringing it back. I had Derek Carr and Michael Crabtree in the five hundred dollar league, and that 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 was a nice little late game, a little combo. boost, yeah. But the biggest news and notes is Amari Cooper going off for forty plus points. Oh my gosh, there was an Amari Cooper sighting. Listen, this is we we were talking what last week or a week before that? No, it was just last week. Go out there and try and buy Amari Cooper. We had a great article up there on Amari Cooper uh, by John Demet, and if you did. It paid dividends because, listen, Absolutely. we said Mari Cooper is a really good receiver. He's in a slump, obviously, but he's going to break out of it. You want to know why? Because good players break out of slumps. He's not a turd, all right? He's not, in the bash, he's not in the back of the car. He's not waving goodbye to anybody, all right? Mari Cooper, breakout game. Let's see it continue. Let's see some momentum here. Mari Cooper owners, let's rejoice. Indeed. Hallelujah. I have Mark Cooper in many leagues, and I kept rolling with him. You know, I was like, he's going to break out of this funk, and when he does, it's going to be great. And I'm, I'm just going to keep sticking with him. And you know what? He's, he stuck it to me a couple times. Sure, but, sure. you know, in a, in a relationship, you're going to have some good days. You're going to have some bad days. And if you own Amari Cooper in Dynasty League, listen, this is a long-term relationship. He's only 23. You guys have many beautiful years to spend together in the future. And we're talking, like, at least seven more years. Seven years in Dynasty is, like... It's like, let's see, in regular real-life years, that's like a 1,000 years. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was going to go dog years and say maybe 49. but I, Okay, I, I'll I'll back down. I'll agree with you. All right, thank you. You make way more sense. All right. I love when people say on the Twitter, like, you know, I love when Matt, Matt reels Rich back in. And you just did it again. Hey, Fabulous man. job out of you. You know, that's, what, that's, my, that's my job on the podcast. From a 1,000 years <laughs> to a 49. Slight difference. Just a little bit. Slight difference. All right. Uh, so he did good. Jared Cook did well. Um, Jalen Richard, now that Marshawn Lynch got a little frisky with the referee, give him a little titty twister out there. Uh, <laughs> got to sit, can't be giving the refs twi- titty twisters, man. You got to sit out of the game. They don't appreciate the purple. <laughs> you do not. The purple. Um, so Jalen Richard is going to come in there. He's going to be the guy. Uh, and him and DeAndre Washington will split some carries. But Jalen Richard is definitely the guy to play there, seeing that he is solid in the PPR game. Right. And I think Richard is like decent enough in what he does that – I think this is going to be a week out where they're going to be really 
see what they have in Richard and you appreciate him a little bit more. And when even Marshawn comes back and does more nothing of already nothing he's already been doing, Richard might be a nice little flex play going forward. He could be. I mean, this is obviously his opportunity to kind of establish himself, and, and we'll see what he does with it. Um, other side of the ball, Tyreek Hill. Somebody tweeted me, they're like, hey, man, I do got to update my dynasty rankings. Like, you get Tyreek Hill too low, and I probably do, because Tyreek Hill, uh, for a little short speedster, he's he's fabulous. No, yeah, big time, man. I, that was probably one of the reasons I actually beat you this week is because he had such a good uh, good game on Thursday night. I mean, dude, how many times are you going to rub it in that you beat me this week? Um, just a few more times. I mean, we got another 45 minutes at least on this podcast. <sighs> Unbelievable. You know what? If I was by, my whole feeling towards you is changing. Okay. Um, what do you think the Chiefs do with Alex Smith long-term with the Pat Mahomes? Do you think they'd pull the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and just ride him out until his contract's up? Uh, I would. He looks I mean, fabulous. Yeah, I, I think I would. I think Andy Reid's probably inclined to. I don't think he's going to go to a young guy that's not ready um, as long as Alex Smith is playing well. Yeah, I mean, how how more ready can you be? than what Alex Smith is doing so far in the year. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. You know how many interceptions this guy's thrown? I'm not sure he's thrown any. Zero. Yeah. Zero interceptions. I think he broke some all-time NFL record. You know, game one, uh, or game one, two touchdowns, then a touchdown, then three touchdowns, then one touchdown, then three touchdowns. So this this week he's probably going to throw for about one. Right. It's a statistics play, right? But the week after that he's going to th- throw for three. But he's thrown zero interceptions, which he- is – outstanding yeah no it is great he's had um a few really good really really good games he's been a a bit up and down for fantasy purposes week to week i mean he's getting in that you know the seat you know the floor of his his production has probably been like 18 19 points but he's had some really big games where he's up in the the high 30s as well so um he's he's probably you're getting a lot more out of alex smith than you would have expected uh going into the year for sure yeah, I think a little news here, too, is uh, second-year receiver on the Florida, Demarcus Robinson. Comes mm-hmm. in, second receiver in the team, sees eight targets. We've been saying Chris Conley could be the number two out there. We didn't know really where that was going to go as the number two. But the second-year receiver out of Florida, six one two zero three, Demarcus Robinson, comes in, saw five targets last week, only caught one ball for 16 yards. But comes in this week, sees eight targets, five receptions. Well, he, we did mention him once uh, Conley got injured, that he was probably the guy that to, to step up. So uh, yeah, you are right. Just you are right there. Back so, in time again there. Uh, you weren't thinking fourth dimensionally enough and, and forgot about that one. I'm not in the upside down. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, which comes back next week, and I'm extremely, extremely excited for um, it. Yeah, I'm, I've got one episode left to catch myself back up again. I watched, I rewatched the whole first oh. season of that. I don't have to do that because my memory is so fantastic. Oh, okay. I mean, it was only out a year ago. It was only out a year ago. Which means it was only 365 days ago. Well, there was things that I forgot, so I'm glad I watched it. I probably could watch For those of you that don't know, we're talking about Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> Way to break the secret out. Yeah, sorry. That's coming out on the 27th. Well, yeah, it's a very good show. Yeah, if you didn't watch the first season, you heard everybody talking like, oh, stupid kids. I highly recommend Stranger Things. I thought it was fantastic. If you grew up like when we did like, you know, late 80s and early 90s watching, it, it kind of brings you back to those type of like horror flick. It has like a feeling, a certain feeling and vibe. Yeah, I love horror shit, yeah. so. It's one of my favorite things. It's so hard to make a good horror movie, too. It's yeah. like one of my favorite things to watch, but it's so hard to do. It is. So this isn't like a scary horror thing, but no. uh, it's pretty fantastic. It is good. But going back to the Chiefs, Demarcus Robinson, he's a guy. Check your waiver wires. If he's available, pick him up. Get him on there. Stash him on your roster. Let's see where he's – I mean, he's literally – he's a Tyreek Hill injury away from being the number one receiver there. Right. Sure so, and it's shown good that he's he's producing here at his, as his second year uh, receiver. 
So a lot of good things, a lot of good dynasty assets there in that game. Now let's move on to another game here, the Buccaneers and the Bills, where Sean McCoy had another solid game. Um, maybe if you're in rebuild mode, now is a really good chance maybe after another big game to get out from under LaShawn McCoy. You know, is LaShawn McCoy going to be terrible next year? I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that, but the years are numbered here and it's still, you're still in a good spot to get a first round pick probably for LaShawn McCoy or like even better, maybe a younger player that you like, um, on the up. So LaShawn McCoy is another good game there. You may be able to flip him out and get something for him. Receiver game. I saw some stat today about like the drop rate with Zay Jones, and he's like the leader in all-time history of the NFL about catch rate or whatever it is. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, so nine targets, only two receptions again. It, I saw the names on there. You know, like Darius Hayward Bay was on there. Oh. Uh, not a good group of guys to be matching with. Not a list you so, want to be on. Because I haven't been concerned about the rookie year yet. Sure. But I saw that list, and I was like, okay, I've, I've officially reached Concernville. Um, population, Zay Jones – I, I need to from the second half of the season as we enter, you know, after week eight, there's another eight games. You know, you take sixteen, you divide it by two. There could be eight or nine, depending on uh, when your bye week fell. But sure, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I'm trying to do math here, and you're trying to throw buys in the, on here. All right, I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, that means we're halfway through the season. Eight plus times two. Yes, we're halfway through the season. Again, you are some sort of math. Wizard. I need to see a second half. I need, I, I need for officially for the spot that he's in, I need to see some progress here from Zay Jones, um, or I will enter this offseason pretty worried. I'm with you there, man. Um, this is the time. Yeah, from going for first eight weeks of the season, don't care anything about it. You know, good learning curve, good process, half the NFL season. Now it's time to put that talent to use here. You know, Cooper Cup's out there putting his talent to use, being a very solid, you know, wide receiver four. Uh, occasional flex play out there to get you some fancy points. I told somebody to start Cooper Cup this week on my ESPN show, and uh, that paid off. It was it a nice little move. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, thanks, Rich Cooper yep. Cup," and I'm like, "Yeah, I got so lucky." <laughs> uh, but Zay Jones need to see something going forward there because right now the only dynasty asset I see on this roster is Zay Jones. Yeah, long term, sure. Long term, yeah. Right. We already talked a lot about Sean McCoy. Other side of the ball. You got O.J. Howard finally getting a little bit more involved there. Mm-hmm. Leading receiver in the team. Sees six targets, catches all six for 98 yards, and he has two touchdowns. Two. Count them up. Two touchdowns. Ooh, you look like you're a big Texas Longhorns fan there for a second. I can count. Yeah, look at you. And that, you can count on me needing <laughs> you in the parking lot. <laughs> Which is still – I mean, Cameron Bray saw more targets with nine and ended up with same receptions. Looks like they could actually run two good tight end sets here because they're both – you know, Cameron Bray's tight end one on the year. Really good to see O.J. Howard starting to get involved here because, again, some tight ends take a couple times. Not everybody's Evan Ingram. Sure, you know, no, absolutely. Uh, really showing this tight end class is going to be really good. George Kittle, David Njoku, O.J. Howard – and Evan Ingram, all very solid options. Don't ever forget about Adam Shaheen, who we still like a lot as well right. out there in Chicago, who, you know, after coming out of um, small school, small Ashland, Ashland University yeah. here in a good old state of Ohio, the greatest state I've ever been to in my life, uh, he's going to need a little bit more time to develop. Right. But O.J. Howard, owners, I can, I can see some out there going, well, you know, everybody else is producing, and Joku's out here throwing, scoring touchdowns. Evan Ingram's out here scoring touchdowns. Crap, George Kittle's out here throwing touchdowns. What about the first tight end taken, O.J. Howard? Where's my juice from the O.J., huh? I need something. Where's my white Bronco? I don't see anything going anywhere. Give me some O.J. <laughs> Finally, you got some juice. Really, white Bronco? You had to go there? I had to go there. All right. Popped in my head. What am I going to do? <laughs> 
I have a microphone in front of me. I'm going to ramble. <laughs> That's what I do with this microphone. I just ramble about things that pop in my head. I understand. Hope for the best. Uh, so good news for as an O.J. Howard owner. Like we said, second half of the season, let's see a little bit more progression. Let me see Zay Jones go out there and score a couple, a couple touchdowns, shall we? Um, Doug Martin's side, you know, from such a pro- strong preseason, I th- you know, in my bold predictions, I think I said something about Doug Martin coming back and he's going to be a running back one when he comes back and going forward. This is the same Doug Martin that I remember before. Like, the, like if you've ever been to Cedar Point, he's like the blue streak. Like, up, it's a roller down, coaster. Up, down, it's up, up down. down. Nothing ever really too exciting. Like, the hills are, like, fun, but it's not thrilling. Right. You know, it's like, oh, he scored two touchdowns. Wee. Can't believe I waited two hours in line for this. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the good news is if you own Doug Martin, he's had back-to-back kind of, like, uh, games. So he's bound. He's about to have a good game next yeah. week. That's what that's that's the Doug Martin I know. Mm, that's the one too. I've always hated on for the last five years, saying you got to get rid of this guy because he's a roller coaster. And roller coasters don't win you championships, people. Hashtag two to three year window, but at least right, have me a, give me a good ride on those two years. So try and trade Doug Martin. That was a really long hashtag. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's on Twitter. Eh? Maybe they'll increase my characters. Um, Bears, Panthers, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Out there not throwing balls around too much. Yeah, he had four for seven. <laughs> four seven. You, uh, you heard that right. That yeah, he's four seven. Four completions on seven attempts. Yeah, just uh, you know, getting, working him in there. Uh, very. Getting him loose. Very slowly. But, hey, they won the game. It was a defensive battle, obviously, uh, 17 to three. Uh, a big, you know, obviously it was the, the big play to uh, Tariq Cohen, really set up uh, one of their touchdowns there. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Yep. Eddie so Jackson, it, obviously the number one fantasy point getter uh, on the day with his big returns there. Um, right. So it's. Uh, defensive player. Yeah, sure. I don't want you, I don't want to confuse anybody Look at your waiver wire. Right. Only three people caught the ball, right? Obviously it was four, four completions. One to Tariq Cohen. For 70 Two to yards. Zach Miller right. and one to Tanner Gentry. 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 Yep. Tanner Gentry. Yeah. Not a lot of action there for Mitch. So, yeah, I would imagine, you know, they're not going to win too many games doing that. So, I, I mean, that's more of an anomaly, the seven attempts there. Um, but they are obviously going to be conservative, and that's John Fox's nature to begin with is to be conservative in the passing mm-hmm. game. But uh, with a young rookie quarterback, he's going to be extra conservative. Um, are you still on a bandwagon of Jordan Howard? Has, every time Jordan Howard has a good game, try and get out from under him? Um, I personally am. Me too. I'm, I'm going to keep reiterating next. Here he is. Here he is again. Product of the whole team system. By the time I think this team can turn it around, I think Jordan Howard will be useless. Sure. So I'm still trying to get good value on a young running back who does have, you know, running back two credentials. Sure, absolutely. Um, big step back from Cam Newton again after his really good week. Now he comes out and throws out two interceptions, no touchdowns, 211 yards. If you started him, you're probably de- pretty depressed. Yeah, Cam, you're probably I mean, lost. Yeah, Cam, you're probably Cam, a loser. Cam, well, geez, Rich, for this week. Yeah, for Not this week. week. Yeah, yeah. It's just fantasy football, man. No can't, big deal. Can't get too mad about it. Sure, that's a good thing to say to people too. Like, don't get too mad. About it. It's just fantasy football, man. Life like, goes on. Yeah, don't don't punch holes in walls. Don't talk crap to people and put people down or tell them they're stupid or make bad trades, dude. It's just we're all here to have fun, right? I have fun doing it. Me too. Uh, totally. You, no, you want to go on something else. Obviously, no, you're, you're yeah, rushing no, me. You're yeah, rushing me. Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns. I'd like to oh, get through this as quick as possible. You want to talk about anybody else on the other, other uh, Carolina side? Nobody worth talking about? Oh, did I, did I skip the rest of those? No, the only thing I want to say is Christian McCaffrey, for people that took him, he's on pace to have 101 receptions, which would tie the, uh, the record for the rookies by Anquan Bolden, uh, which is pretty fantastic from a running back. Those are kind of the numbers that win you championships. Right. 
So for all the people that are like, oh man, I drafted Christian McCaffrey, but uh, he's not he's not Leonard Fournette. He's not scoring touchdowns, blah blah blah, and getting all these yards. He's doing exactly exactly what we thought he would do, and that's catch a football very well. He he's catches the football. New Danny Woodhead very well. Yep. I mentioned Danny Woodhead is because he's white and Christian McCaffrey's white, so I figure that's a good comp because what people do, right? I think that's what they do naturally. They do it all the time. It's yep. great. It's funny to me. Um, yeah, let's move on to the Browns and Titans. I was at this game. This. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. So uh, Sean Kaiser might as well be Kaiser Sosa because I don't know who he is. I don't know where he's at. I don't, even, I don't know what's going on with this guy. The guy comes in. He's there one minute. Turn around. Next, he's gone. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Where's he at? They're throwing all these interceptions. Don't know. You see the name on the bottom of a coffee mug? Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. All I know is the Browns are probably going to have a new coach next year, probably have a new front office, have a new quarterback most likely as well. Um, again, the, the only the only things on – well, it's, I guess it's different because we said before, somebody mentioned Corey Coleman. The Browns do have three viable options for your dynasty team. Duke Johnson, David Njoku, and Corey Coleman. Right? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I guess. Which is three is more than most people would say, which is kind of surprising. It's such a bad team. I mean, is Corey Coleman? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen him for like young two games last year, two games this I mean, you know, like, how he, should I know? Corey Coleman falls on the list for me is have back-to-back games. I can sell you two because – you know, you're gonna high five somebody in Dynasty Nerd shirt, and you're gonna break your hand. I'm I'm with you there, man. That's yeah. what, that's you're gonna what fart I mean. and break a butt cheek. Right. All right. I don't need that. I don't need that kind of confusion. I need reliability. Right. The best ability is availability, and Corey Coleman is never available. I have him in a couple leagues, and he's always he's either on my IR or my taxi squad. I agree. And yeah. I just look at him and shake my. I don't even say anything. Just shake my head. Let him know my disappointment. I don't need words to let him know. Right. All right. I just need eyes and head movement. Make some eye contact. I raise my eyebrows real high so he knows I'm crazy <laughs> mad. I know I'm in business. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, <laughs> other side of the ball, you know, I saw everybody sit to Marco Murray because of that hammy and the way it lingers. And he had some decent carries. But you know what? There's a real solid trend here when running backs are playing the Browns. The Browns have been very, very well against the run. Average under four yards per carry. They've shut down every single running back they've put faced on the year. Every single one. So it's a good trend to follow. Hey, Browns are playing your running back. You might want to look elsewhere. Yes, actually, their second-year um, defensive lineman Agba. He's 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 like literally the second-rated guy, like second-best-rated defensive lineman and tackles for losses. Yeah, like and sacks and, and, and most Garrett. of them most of them are tackles for losses in the running game. He and now Miles Garrett's back. He only he's has two be sacks. Even better yeah, because he last week was his first fully healthy week and right. he was he was trouble right um so derrick henry comes back in again what does derrick henry do, do for you 13 carries for 13 yards now listen if you take 13 and you divide it by 13 what does that get you i don't know you tell me you're the math whiz uh the, i will tell you my sorcery and it's one okay yeah. hold, on, hold on let me get something down here <sighs> oh go now you rub all my, know what that is rub my crystal balls here um Will Derrick Henry ever be a stud fantasy running back that you could trust to carry you to a championship? My balls tell me no. Your balls tell you no. And they never lie. I don't think people can hear you when you whisper. I know. But that's. I don't want people to get upset at me because everybody's still a Derrick Henry truther. Okay. Just another week I'm saying, hey, get out from Derrick Henry. Right. Now, obviously, last week was the week to do it. This week, one-yard average, not the week to do it. Nope. And he actually... He he dropped a pretty easy pass to him as well in that game where 
because mm. I don't I don't watch him that closely like every single play and and he looked very unnatural catching the ball in the one play. I'm just ready for Corey Davis to come back. So they got the bye week this week, which is good. They hopefully Corey Davis comes back. So I need I, I need to start seeing some Corey because I love that guy. So Delaney Walker actually tweaked him himself. We did forget to mention that. He oh, tweaked, he did get a little banged. He up. tweaked an ankle at the, at the end of that game. It sounds like it's nothing long term. Yeah. Um, but just look out for that this week. He he, he probably will miss a game. Well, it's a bye week, so we'll see. Oh, is he? Okay. I believe it's a bye week this okay. week. Okay. All right. Don't quote me. I will. Don't quote me on that. If you do, make sure you use those little. The little bunny ears. Okay, the air quotes. Yeah, that's the, that's the official business there. All we right. spent way too much time in this game. Yep. Moving on. Saints, Packers. You know, now that uh, Aaron Rodgers is gone, you got to be worried about all the receivers there. Okay, Devontae Adams. I'm worried about Devontae Adams. Right? You know, he's scoring all these touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers, making plays. Not so much. Jordy Nelson, one catch, four targets. Not so much. Randall Cobb, two. Randall Cobb had the most catches on the team with two. Tyler, no, yeah, Marty absolutely. Ben. Yeah, this was a... Oh, nope, sorry. Aaron Jones did. Um, this was a really bad week um, for, obviously, everybody not named Aaron Jones on that team. Yeah, this is literally, if you have any Packers share five month, five weeks ago, you're like, hell yeah, baby. Bring on the ship because I am ready to sail. Uh, Ty Montgomery, looking fantastic. Jordy Nelson back off to his old ways. Devontae Adams scoring touchdowns every week. Look at Randall Cobb. Rich said he's a Randall Cobb snob. Look at him out here being a consistent wide receiver three. Boom. Aaron Rodgers broke his clavicle, and now everybody's just completely just hit the poo-poo show. Right. right? Aaron Jones looks like he's pretty much supplanted Ty Montgomery because I don't know if it's his ribs, which it could be. Ty only got four carries, but Aaron Jones gets 17 carries. He's already busted a 46-yard run, scoring touchdowns, catching the ball, looking fabulous, looking great. He just looks like a much better running back than Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Just goes back to my saying. Remember when he was drafting Jamal Williams all high? I do. I kept saying, why, when you just draft Aaron Jones? Yep. Two rounds later. You nailed it. There he is. Looking like he's a starter in Green Bay. Uh, I am still not out from Ty Montgomery. I still think Ty Montgomery has the the talent to show that he can belong as well. But there's some red flags in the air, and you need to be worried. So for all you out there that got those Ty Montgomery off offers and you said no. Ouch. Pop- yeah, you're probably a little upset. And to all the ones that said yes, you're probably like, oh, high five myself. Thank God I didn't listen to Rich saying Ty Montgomery was so sweet because now here, how quickly the changes in fantasy football. Indeed. All you do, it's, and this is all it takes, man. This is why definitely when it, mostly when it comes to running back, not receiver. Hashtag two to three year window works in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It could be hashtag two to three game window. All right. <laughs> Because all it takes is an injury. Another guy comes in. He looks kills better, it. Right. Looks better. In the NFL, you're not benching the hot hand in the running back. All right? It doesn't matter what name you are. They're going to play the good running back. Here we are. We're in that situation. New name comes into fruition. Other side of the ball, Mark Ingram still playing well. 22 carries, 105 yards, a nice little 4.8 yard average and a touchdown. Um, catches four balls as well. Right? Caught four balls. I think they've found a nice little formula here. Finally, now that they got rid of Adrian Peterson with their running backs, um, uh, you know, Kamara's kind of more limited in the carries, but he breaks off more chunks of yards, probably being limited like that. Yeah. And, and Mark Ingram's the the more the grinder, every every down type of guy. And and both the guys catch ball nice out of the backfield, so they don't have to like 
bring in different personnel groups to do different things. They're nice. They're if, nice. If interchangeable Mark Ingram keeps guys. doing this and and it look, which is going to give the impression of the role that Alvin Kamara is in now, which is still going to be a viable a viable option. You actually start in your lineup. Oh, they're, so both, start, startable, they're yeah. both startable. They're both startable because of receiving ability. I would use this even if I have like a mid first round pick to try and still get Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara to me is still the future there and not just in his patch catching down role is the actual three down running back sure. out there in New Orleans as well. Uh, so I'm still I'm, I'm going to try and buy Alvin Kamara as Mark Ingram does better to kind of overshadow that hype of right after Adrian Peterson got traded. People are like, oh, give me the, give me Kamara. Like it was. Is as hot as his name has ever been. Sure. I'm going to use this time if Mark Ingram's still playing well to go give me some Alvin Kamara. Meanwhile, uh, Ted Ginn. To, uh, who? Ted Ginn, seven catches, 140, 141, 41, 41 yards. Yeah, there was another game of my man Willie being inactive. Where was, where was Willie? I think he was in street clothes. Oh. Remember all that Willie Sneed hype, and I kept saying, like, I don't get the Willie Sneed hype. He's not even that great of a receiver, and everything's going to play in the slot. What the hell is he going to do? And you're like, whoa, whoa, Rich, Rich. Willie Sneed's going to be better than Ted Ginn. We'll see. There's still a whole half of a season <laughs> for my man Willie Sneed <laughs> to get for, healthy. Not for you, there's not a half a season. Get healthy and get playing, Willie. Willie, Yeah. I need you to start playing. I do not want to go <laughs> to these – crappy browns game the last crappy browns game of the season hey, listen this goes right back to my theory of if you listen to every single thing i tell you you have a pretty high hit rate you know of course i'm having mistakes you know paul perkins i'm gonna have those mistakes you know uh <sighs> this is definitely not one of them Gosh. like i said at the beginning of the year ted game was gonna be a very viable option at I, I wish you didn't have those crystal balls out on this one because you're killing me on this know what i'm really looking at ted game is his drop rate he's catching everything Right. He's not dropping the ball at all. He's playing really well, coming in there like a really savvy vet. Um, I think it, that was probably like the – I think he it was his highest yard yardage total ever in his whole career. Oh, 141, 141 yards. yards? I think so. He just fits in that Saints. Like we were, didn't know how AP fit in. He just fits in that offense as that deep threat really well. Um, taking away some of that Michael Thomas like explosion of what he did last year, I'm still big on Michael Thomas going oh, yeah, forward. You know, too. He's still a great dynasty asset here. But Ted Ginn, definitely like a wide uh, – excellent wide receiver three here no he has i mean he's been a little bit inconsistent but yeah uh, you know you're gonna have that out of your wide receiver three a lot of the time so yeah he could be a good wide receiver three option colts jaguars andrew luck owners are going to be in complete disarray rumor came out from a uh, source that some people thought were was pretty reliable that andrew luck will not play this year i wouldn't be surprised i, I, I would bet all my money that he does not play this year. right what's the point yeah behind that offensive line what right. yeah what is the point there's literally no point. They're already done. They're out of it. They're not right. going to win anything. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of kind of sucks. Kind of kind of a little BS because they this one didn't smell Scott right. This one me. didn't smell right to me from the beginning of the year. So I I was I was cautious on him. I didn't think you know they were saying oh you know week two week three. I was thinking more like week eight. We talked about with. it. We yeah. said probably not to like week six, week seven, and right. until and the doctor said week twelve until he's even 100. percent Right. Uh, so right now it looks like. Probably week one, he'll be ready of 2018. Right. That's what it sounds like to me. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I had a really good squad I was pretty optimistic about in the Scott Fishbowl. First pick, Andrew Luck. Second pick, Odell Beckham. Yeah, you, that's a poo-poo sandwich right there. Yeah. My odds win the Scott Fishbowl are 0.0%. But you <laughs> know what? statement, man. There's always next year. There's always next year. I'm used to this. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Right. There's always next year. 
2025. That's the only thing. That, that's the only thing that keeps you going. Sometimes. Yeah. So I so mean, Marlon might, Marlon Mack actually didn't look too bad in that game. Um, yeah, we. I was talking. I, I really hit on Marlon Mack pretty hard on my uh, Sunday show for ESPN, saying, you know, this guy is a guy now you can actually play in your flex because Robert Turbin was averaging about four carries mm-hmm. per game, four to five. Why Marlon Mack was still getting seven per, carries per game, which would bump Marlon Mack up to about anywhere from ten to thirteen per carries per game. Now he didn't get it this game. He only got five carries. They're getting blown out. I mean, the game was twenty-seven nothing. So, but Marlon Mack then took that blowout into his into his beneficiary here and got the second most receptions on the team, right. four for forty-four for four for forty, which gives him a ten-point game, right? Which is pretty solid for a nice little flex option there at running back. And I think we're going to see this consistently. I think Marlon Mack might be a nice double-digit point getter here going forward to show see what he can possibly do here long-term as a possible player in this offense. I want to see him hit with a good average like this week, averaging 5.2 yards per carry. I do want to see that 5 bump up to about 10 to 13 and see what he can do with it. On the carries, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.Y. Hillen, maybe now is the time to go out there and buy T.Y. Hillen? I mean, yeah, definitely for, for the long term. I mean, I don't know how much help he's going to be this year. He'll be kind of be a yo-yo guy, I think, this year. Um but definitely for the long term, he's a good play. They give you two really good solid years out of him. He'll be, be turned 28 here in November, which will give you that tw- year 28 and 29, uh, 30. That's three years, not sure. two years. Window of getting T.Y. Hill. And, and his, his values will be pretty down. Maybe the team's in rebuild mode. If they're not in rebuild mode, maybe they're actually a contender, which is even better because they might feel like T.Y. Hill is not a viable option. Maybe you could flip a guy like Allen Robinson for a guy like T.Y. Hill, which I see is pretty fair value. Um, maybe somebody's looking for long-term youth upside, and you can get a guy like T.Y. Hillen who will still give you some good years ahead of him. Sure. Uh, Jacksonville side, you know, with no Leonard Fournette, let him sit out for the bye week this week coming up. They put in there uh, T.J. Yeldon, Chris Ivory's the main guy there. But T.J. Yeldon with the big yard, T.J. Yeldon comes in and has a really solid game. Mm-hmm. Nine, nine carries for 122 yards. I mean, so he did break off a big one, obviously a 58-yard. That's yard. crazy. Yeah, so that's a pretty good average, 13.6 yards a carry. That always brings me back to the – I just had a flashback of when we were talking about T.J. Yeldon coming out of Alabama. I was like, he really reminds me of a poor man's Adrian Peterson. I do remember that. Not a great comp. Not a uh, great comp at all, really. Well, it depends on how poor, I guess, that man is. Unless you go back to this week's game with his nine carries for 122 sure. yards and 13 points. Kind of like a poor man's Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I, You know what happened was I rubbed the crystal balls, and it brought me to week uh, seven of the 2017 season. Uh-huh. And I saw that game. I'm like, look at this guy. He's fantastic. He's great. And, yeah, sometimes, you know. You, don't, you, you only you get look, a glimpse. You only get a glimpse sometimes. sometimes. It's very foggy. Yeah. It's like that game, the New England game. It's very foggy. You can't right. make out everything. Uh, you just see the totals and what he's doing here. You know, 58-yard run. This guy's fantastic. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alan Hearns has a solid game. Yeah, no, yeah. Five catches, 101. Brings me back. I think Alan Hearns is a really nice, solid, like, number two receiver for an NFL team. And this will be consistently, like, a nice, solid wide receiver three for your dynasty team. Don't need to punch the microphone. Hey, man. If you don't disagree. Screw you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Rich. Oh, that's right. Uh, And then Marquise Lee still has a good game there. These are all names we know. Not really anything sneaky about any of these games. Nothing here to really affect your dynasty team. Nope. Right? Can we move on? Absolutely. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Next game on the list here is we had that Cardinals-Rams game. Uh, Carson Palmer breaking his arm like we mentioned before. They're going to bring in Drew Stanton, who is not really a viable option for your uh, 
fantasy team. Pretty much kills your uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who's been like wide receiver number two on a year. Really kills the uh, Larry Fitzgerald value there, and all the all the Jays that are there as well. Kind of hurts everybody there. Definitely but does. Even you know brings Adrian Peterson back down to reality. He averages one point nine yards per carry on his eleven carries for twenty one yards with that offensive line, with the run situation. We can now call uh, Arizona uh, just stay away from. You can call Arizona. A, fine, a dynasty desert right now. Is oh, okay, you, that's yeah. that's fit. That's fitting. Arizona, hot, dry, yeah, deserty, deserty. Even is that a word? I think so. Deserty, Desiree. Ooh, she sounds nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you own Larry Fitz, I would immediately just because of his like if people look at fancy stats, flip them. Just try and get just that's it. Get, get what you can. Hopefully you took our advice a few weeks back and, and flipped him because we were mentioning him as one of the guys that would be a good guy to go out and try to sell. Yeah, and if you didn't, do what you can now. Yep. And, and honestly, just get what you can. Yep. Your best hope is maybe they trade Larry Fitzgerald to a team uh, that has a chance, but that's probably not going to happen. That's not going to well. happen in the next like week. Isn't the deadline coming up here? Yeah, and uh, other side of the ball – so the Rams, what do what do we do with Sammy Watkins? You're a Sammy Watkins owner. What do people people text they, they write me on Twitter. What what do I do with Sammy Watkins? And I'm like You hold, man. You, you hold, you can't sell, his value's too low. He's in the last year of his deal. Chances are, um, at this point, um, they they probably don't look at they look like hey they don't look at Sammy Watkins as the guy they need to keep. So uh, he, I don't he, look at now when you have Cooper Cup, there. right? So I think he'll probably hit the open market at this point. I don't, they're not going to franchise him or anything like that. They're not going to give him the money that he wants. So he's going to be gone, and he's going to get to choose his destination. I think it's going to be a much better, probably uh, more pass happy type of atmosphere. If I, I, see, I can see this meeting going already down the end of the year. But like, listen, Sammy walks into uh, I think it's what is it? Less need is a GM there. I can't even keep track anymore. Appro- approximately, maybe. So he walks in and he's like. So you guys traded for me, gave up a pretty good pick. Uh, let's let's talk long term deal, shall we? And the GM just picks up his copper cup, <laughs> sips on his Moscow mule, looks <laughs> him dead in the eye, and goes, "Does it look like I need you?" <laughs> I feel good, and puts his Moscow mule back down. Those are good sound effects too. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying to start new careers over here. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they're pretty good with Cooper Cup. I think they're good either drafting a guy. Robert Woods there as well, or even sign somebody in free agency. Maybe they go out there and get a guy like Allen Robinson to come in and be their number one receiver. Maybe somebody a little bit more uh, system fit. Sure. Cause I mean, they've been drafting there. guys, too. They had, they had Mike Thomas um, last year. Not Michael Thomas, but Mike Thomas. And then um, Don't forget Josh Reynolds. I was going to say Josh Reynolds as well this year. So they, they have been kind of loading up on guys. Going forward, can you start Sammy Watkins in your starting lineup? No. Absolutely not. He's benchable, benchable, benchable. If he has a big game like he did once, listen, he's had one good game out of seven. I mean, you could put him in your lineup for a bye week fill-in and and hope that he does something. Let me see. I mean, if you have zero other options, you know, obviously go with that. But he should, in normal circumstances, be on your bench at this point. One divided by seven is 14%. So, so far... Sammy Watkins has been good for 14% of the season. Right. It's, those that's those rough. aren't good percentages. No, it's not. Right? And I'm a percentage stats kind of guy. And those are not good stats. Those are not good percentages. No, they're not. So if somebody's like, Rich, you have a 14% chance of success, I'm like, thanks for calling me a failure. <laughs> Moving on to the Dolphins and the Jets here. Um, Josh McGowan's been, been playing pretty good football. 
Yeah, not bad at all, actually. Um, surprisingly, um, he's been pretty durable throughout the year and uh, playing decent ball. You know, he, the one thing that you do get out of him is an affinity towards the tight end, which has really paid off for our man Austin Severian Jenkins. Made Gary Barnage a pro bowler. Absolutely. And right now it's making Austin Severian Jenkins look pretty damn good as a resurgence here yeah. from his alcoholism. Uh, I would uh, – so saying that, and knowing that that's what Josh McCown does. He makes the tight end look better. You know, Gary Barnage goes from being a pro bowler to unemployed. Right. And no team wants to pick him up even when they get their tight ends hurt. Sure. Is this like where Austin Safarian Jenkins right now is a very good tight end. You know, he's a tight end one, probably going to finish the year right around tight end five, six, which is pretty damn good. Do you use, do you use this? Either saying, hey, let's play it safe. Let me see what I get back in return for an Austin Safarian Jenkins for a team that needs a young tight end. Right. Or do you hold hoping this is the first step into a long, promising career? Um, That that could definitely go either way. I mean, if he had some sort of relapse or something like that and slipped back into it, I mean, he, you'd, he could go right down the tubes. But he's young enough, I think. Um, You know, you mentioned Gary Barnage. He kind of had a, a surge a, – um, like a big surge at the end of his career. So, I mean, I think that's why he's not employed anymore and, and why he had such a steep drop-off after McCown. Um, Poor Gare Bear. Where, whereas in Austin Severian Jenkins, he's still young enough that I think he, he's a hold. Um, unless you're, you're, you've you been dying to get rid of the guy for the past year. He's and, only 25. Right. Unless it's his fourth season, so this is sure he's, typical breakout year for a tight end anyways. Absolutely. So, I mean – if you drafted him in the first round and you're angry at him and want to get rid of him, yes, he's he's finally got some value and you can get rid of him. But if if you've been kind of nurturing this guy and, and you like him, I, I think he's got some long-term value because he's still relatively young. Yeah, listen, the Bucks didn't take him 38th overall in the second round because he wasn't talented. Right. So four years breakout to me does seem like a nice hold in my eyes as well. Just want to run it past you. you know, sure. There's concerns about being the Jets. We don't know what the long-term plan is here. Not a lot of talent around them. Haven't even seen my boy Chad Hansen. No, but they're going to draft a guy next year. I mean, you know, obviously both those guys um, that are backups stink. They're terrible, so they're going to be drafting a guy next year. So uh, Devontae Parker looks like he's going to play this week. Matt Moore comes in, targets Jarvis Landry heavily with 11 targets in there. Jarvis Landry so consistent, so good, such a great dynasty asset. Let's see what he does with Devontae Parker. Um, what uh, what the what the great dynasty off season hype train of JJ do? Um, not a mucho. Twenty three uh, carries, fifty one yards, a whole t- whopping two point two yards. Oh, well, that's pretty sure. That's pretty surprising. Carry. Yeah, he added a few catches, three catches for twenty six yards. But so again, if you missed that train when he had a good game last week, then you missed. You got to wait and wait till the next game again to sell again. Uh, can't can't preach it enough. I know. I know we're rep- redundant here. These guys are sell the same guys. Right, they're, but, they're, they're names. Um, so when they blow up, get rid of them. That's that's the strategy that we are preaching here because because they're not consistent enough to win you a championship is, yeah. is what it boils down to. You got to trade those guys. We right. say it all the time. Every guy that we've gone through over these last three and a half years of doing the podcast of saying these roller coaster guys, we try to give you these peak times to get out from you. Always want to get out from these guys. You do not want to roster these guys. You do not want them on your roster. They're not good enough to help you win a championship. They're not going to be there in the playoffs to give you three straight games of solid numbers to help you win. Right. You, you don't want those guys. And it's not that those, you know, their up and down games aren't going to help you with a good record. They're not solid enough to help you win 
long term. One, guys like that don't last long in the NFL. They never do. Look at the history of it. Those guys do not last long in the NFL. Sure. They're not good for your dynasty roster. And the point of selling is because you can get a really, really good return for guys like that. At the end of the year last year, JGI, you can get a really good return for JGI. Oh, could you imagine if you cashed out on JGI and got like a like a high first round draft pick and turned it into one of these big time studs? Yeah, you got Dalvin Cook because oh he slipped gosh. a little bit. Right. You got a, you got any this, this draft pick is so Hunt? good. You like, got Kareem oh Hunt, my God. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. All these guys are better. They're just right? way they're better options. They're they're such like you, far and away better option. If you flip JJ like we said last year, right. uh, don't you know get out from JJ Besides his three two hundred yard games, he didn't do jack squat. He's got the degenerative knee. Get out and you got and you did it and you got anywhere in the first round. You, you came away with Evan, Evan Ingram, Ingram or yeah, like Joker or right. OJ Howard. You're static, right? You're static, and unfortunately that train is already missed. Because I mean, because you bet you essentially turned a, a guy that's a short term, you know, couple year guy into a long-term viable big time asset. So and listen, I, there's no reason if you need to help now that you can't take a Jai and maybe flip him in for Evan Ingram straight up. Right. I would do that trade. Maybe you could flip him for David and Joku in a second. I would do that trade. If you could, we were mentioned the, the down train of Alvin Kamara. If you could take a Jai Ajayi and flip him for Alvin Kamara right now, you should do it. I agree. Yeah, you should completely. do it. You got to get from him. And no way to keep repeating themselves because maybe you were the sucker that wasn't listening to us, and then you were the one that bought JJ. Do the quick flip. Do the quick flip. Yep. Get out. Get out while the while you still while the exit sign is still available oh, in the building. Well, there's fire. no emotional attachment. Just go. Yeah, don't get all emotionally attached. I love you, JJ. All right, Baltimore Ravens, uh, Minnesota Vikings. It uh, looks like Jeremy Macklin's gonna come back this week. Who's just kind of like a, you know, up and down wide receiver three at this point. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Macklin, this is a horrible situation for him um, in the twilight of his career. He's one of those guys that, you know, he might have a resurgence here in a year or two or something like that if the offense gets better, but this might just be the dwindling of a career, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's not great news there. Um, Adam Thielen, nobody, nobody really – you know, what's really funny about this week is a lot of people had duds this week because there were seven teams that didn't even score a touchdown. So a lot of, like – just duds all around right. when it comes to fantasy football. Right. The Vikings come through. They don't do a whole lot. Definitely nothing in the passing game. They get a touchdown from Latavius Murray. You know, McKinnon has somewhat not of a great game. No, You know, thought Adam Thielen would come out of a really great game. 12 targets only brings in five of those for uh, receptions. Still like those long uh, – still like Thielen long-term. Like to see, I like to see Laquan Treadwell get a little say, bit more involved as well. Right. We mentioned him last week as somebody like, hey, maybe you should go out there and buy Laquan Treadwell. Here he is again. So he's four targets this week, catches three of them. I like the slow emergence of Laquan Treadwell here. I like it too. I mean, just having a Laquan Treadwell sighting was a positive, and, and to see it kind of consistently here over the last few weeks is, is really nice. Um, on the Raven side, there's literally zero people I want to own on my dynasty roster for long-term effect. Jeremy Macklin, I mean, he he's, he's rosterable. Buck Allen's worth starting this year. Sure. Yes, starting. Right. But long term, if you have any Raven on there and you can get anything for them, take it. Yep. Somebody offered me Joe Flacco in uh, one of my leagues. I think it was a Superflex League or something. I can't remember what it was for. I just saw the name Joe Flacco and giggled inside and hit decline because, I mean, is there, is, is he down? Like, I know he won a Super Bowl. Is he like one of the all time worst fantasy quarterbacks of all time? He's never been a great fantasy. He maybe had like a year or there where he did pretty good, but no, he has never been a really good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he's terrible. 
All right, moving uh, on. Moving on again. To a guy that's not terrible at quarterback, Dak Prescott. Oh, they're going to say C.J. Bethard. <laughs> well, that's yet to be determined. Yeah, people keep t- talking up uh, Carson Wentz and how good Carson Wentz is doing, which he's doing absolutely fabulous. Listen, Dak Prescott's doing pretty damn well for himself out here, too. This guy is a stud. Um, actually, on a points-per-game basis, um, Dak Prescott's a point more than One Carson point? A whole point more than Carson Wentz per game. So he's, he's coming in at 27 point something, and, and Carson Wentz is at 26 point something. Listen, I'm not a genius or a sorcerer. Right. That sounds like he's doing better. It is. By a little bit. By a little bit. But I could take that because it's better. Yeah, I mean, these are two these are two second-year quarterbacks, and they're they're really starting to tear it up here for fantasy purposes. I mean, right now Carson Wentz is the number two quarterback. Um, Dak Prescott's number four, and he's already been on the bye. So, you know, on a points per game. I did see that too because, yeah, and Dak had a bye as well. Right. And on a point per game, I think Dak in our league is actually the number one quarterback. Okay. So – Zeke Elliott comes in, does Zeke things, what he does, yeah, um, just which is a stud. Gobbles up yards and touchdowns. It's always and touchdowns state. You know, and Saquon Barkley is coming out this year. Saquon Barkley has a very good chance to be the highest-graded rookie running back that we've ever seen. Well, we'll see. Just saying now. Just saying. Because right. Zeke, so far for me, Zeke is the highest. Right. For me, personally. Sure. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just everything I'm watching so far is uh, Saquon Barkley is pretty damn special. He is special. Like, I agree. Yeah, like we mentioned great. Everything we said before about the Zeke when Zeke was coming out, we're like, dude, if you don't get one one in season, you're, it's going to be impossible to get in the off season. Right. Same thing. If you have any chance to get to one one now, which is still pretty pretty hard to do, if you feel like you're overpaying in the long run, you're not going to be overpaying. I would pay what I can get. You know, give him a guy like one one, a guy like Tyree Kill, for example. Oh yeah, he's a pretty good solid sure. asset there. Sure. To get one one. If I'd give up, I'd give up my first and Tyree Kill to get one one. That's how good Saquon Barkley is going to be. That's like just remember I said. I think I said it last week or the week before. Is just imagine what whatever you would trade to get Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette. You want to give that up for Saquon Barkley because even though he's not officially the name yet, that pick will be easier to get than a guy like Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette. So if you want that kind of guy in your roster. You're running out of time here. And for the most part, you should see a guy that's pretty close locked into the 1-1. One, one. Sure, sure. Um, I fall in our in our in one of our leagues. I traded Carlos Hyde for a guy's first next year. And he's make a run. doing horrible. And he is in second place right, with the same record. There's a 20-point differential. I literally watched that. I watched his games. <laughs> I watched his games and matchups right. more than mine. Right. Because I'm like, oh, I have Dalvin Cook in that league. Sure. I have Leonard uh, Lashawn McCoy. I have I if I get Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley, I mean look out. You're gonna be killing it. I'm gonna be unstoppable. All right. I'm gonna be like a wrecking ball. Call me Miley Cyrus. <laughs> All right, Miley. Party in the USA over here. Um besides that, you know, Dez scores a touchdown, which is pretty fabulous. Jason Wynn had a great one handed catch for a touchdown there as well. Nobody, you know, dynasty wise, it's it's really about it. You know, those thought, are the guys. Those are the guys. I, the I thought team. I'd yeah. see a little bit more of Ryan Switzer this year. Haven't much, but not overly concerned because he is a rook. Right, he is a rook. They've get they've been getting him involved a little bit here and there. Um, you know, I think he took a yeah, he had like a little uh, carry there, a little um, shuffle pass in the back or whatever. Uh, reverse is what I'm looking for. We already mentioned George Kittle is a great uh, dynasty long term asset there. Uh, some people worry about oh, you know, Matt Breda is he going to come in here and take time from Carlos Hyde? 
that's definitely not the case here. Do you think – what do you think about long-term value on Carlos Hyde? Is, do we wait for, like, another game here? Is that the time to get out from Carlos Hyde? I mean, he's not old enough we have to be worried about him. You know, it's not, age is definitely not an issue here. He might not resign in San Francisco. He may resign in San Francisco. I think I, I, I think I either way, Carlos Hyde's a buy, man, to be honest. I think um, – I think he looks all right. And if they decide to keep him, that means they're probably going to commit to him a little bit more. And if he leaves in free agency, I think he's talented enough that he can can fit in just about any system uh, with the way he runs the ball. Yeah. And, you know, he is only 27 years old. So next year he will technically be in his prime. That's what I mean. 28 a running back is their prime, prime year where they can really put up some good numbers. And most people are going to view Carlos Hyde as a pretty old running back. So if you can get two more years with a guy like Carlos Hyde, he's a good running back one even if it's bottom end running back one that can help you win a championship and if you can get two more years out of a guy like that not only not plus this year you know it's just three years out of a running back like that for his price tag i feel like it's pretty good bargain i agree yeah like i don't think like i feel like not maybe in all leagues but some leagues i feel like you can get carlos hyde for a first round pick i mean i think it depends on the league but yeah uh, you no, you should be able to get him for a first-round pick unless he's just been traded for something more than that, and it's, you know, like that person just means stubborn. Yeah, definitely somebody needs, like, some they're, – they're, a lot of people get interested in draft picks, which we always say draft picks and dynasty fantasy football are necessary to win, but they're also very overrated. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. So get Carlos Hyde, baby. Get mm-hmm. him. And people are like, oh, you only get him for two more years. Just look him right dead in the eye and say, hashtag two- to three-year window because you're only going to get two years out of your rook, nerd. Nerd. Don't forget to throw in the nerd. Yep. Right. That's the best part about it. <laughs> uh, target leader on that team, Carlos Hyde. Eight. Tie with Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Mar- Marquise Goodwin's a nice little up and down roller coaster there in San Francisco, right? Yeah, he is. He's a dynasty stash. Yep. Pretty much about him. It, Carson's tradable. Uh, Kittle long term. Goodwin stash. Carlos Hyde. Running back value long term. CJ Bethard, not long term. Uh no, but they're gonna they're gonna ride him out the rest of this year and see what they get in him. I mean, you know whatever, whatever well, they're gonna end up you know probably moving on. Seahawks Giants only thing on the Giants you really like here is Evan Ingram. Uh, doesn't come out and have a you know not the best game, but pretty damn good. I mean, I'll take six six catches, sixty yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, it was just twelve targets, so he got catches half of them there. But you know, still eighteen point game, back to back over fifteen point games for Evan Ingram. Definitely, definitely has a chance to be the top dynasty tight end here probably by 2020. I agree. You think? Yeah. Right around there? Sure. And, of course, you have Odell Beckham there. Running back game, I thought I was going to see a little bit more out of Orleans. Darkwa comes in, nine carries, 35 yards. I mean, special. Seahawks are a tough defense to run on, man. So um, True. True. You're going to have that against them. Other side of the ball, Thomas Rawls finally got really involved there. Got some carries there. Eddie Lacy got just as many carries Neither of them did anything. It's Both. the it's the dreaded 50-50 split where nobody does anything. Yeah, it's a 50-50 split of just mediocrity. Yeah, right. Three Both point. get 11 carries. Both right. average. One averages 3.1 yards. Other averages 3.3. Right. And that, that's one with, has 34, one has 36. And that's with rounding, too. So, yeah. I mean. Too many threes. Right. Yeah. I don't, threes don't win me nothing. No. You know, when's the last time you guys scored three points and won you anything? Uh, never, I don't think. Unless yeah. it was a kicker and I was down by two. Oh. <sighs> Giggity goo. Uh-huh. A lot of goo. Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown late to uh, kind of Ooh. salvage his value for the week. I guess, yeah. I mean, he had a rough he had a rough go at it until the end of the game, too. Right. Like, he was, like, dropping stuff. Yep. And six, yeah, it was. Uh. I think he's, is he's, a free, he's a free agent, isn't he? I don't know. I'm not I, his agent. I feel like he is at the end of this year. Oh, okay. 
we'll see what happens with him. Yep. Bengals, Steelers. So we got to talk about Martavis Bryant here. Martavis Bryant. Um, I'm going to call him Martavis Cryant because the dude's just a damn crybaby. Sitting here talking about, oh, what about me? What about me? What about me? I don't know, man. Why don't you do your damn job and get out there and run routes and catch footballs, Martavis? I mean, you had two targets. It's not like Juju's out there out targeting way more. He only had three. He just, he's catching his two targets, making catching touchdowns. You're out here catching one for three yards. Three yards? Did we not talk about the number three two seconds ago? Yeah. What is the number three doing for you, Martavis? Lose. What is it doing for me? It's Lose not doing anything. No one's getting you. It's getting you out there making going to see your doctor the next day, making posts on Instagram, making posts all over social media. You have this history of just being a crybaby. Now you want to trade, but they're not going to trade you, so you're probably going to cry about that too. Listen, dude, you're a pretty good receiver. Why don't you get your shit together out there and play wide receiver pretty damn well? If you're going to be the number three receiver, guess what? Go be the best number three receiver you could possibly be and make them throw you the football because you're throwing you the football just as much as you're throwing Juju the football. It's just Juju's doing more from than you are, which is crazy because I didn't think Juju would be that great coming out of USC. I thought it would just be another jag, but he's out here showing me things. He's showing me things. Martavis isn't showing me a damn thing. And I want to see some things because things equal points. I like points because points win me a championship. Martavis isn't scoring anybody points. He's not scoring anybody points. Martavis is a big, fat crybaby. That's right, Martavis. If you're listening, you're a big, skinny Cry baby <laughs> who's really in shape. And you know what? You're a damn good receiver. And I'm buying you. I'm buying you everywhere and get you because I like you long term. And I think you're gonna go somewhere and I think you're gonna have success. But in the meantime, I'm somewhat worried because if you don't get the ball thrown you and you're not pampered and you're not getting your little tookus pampered with some baby powder, you might start wailing like a small child. And I don't want any small children on my dynasty roster. I want grown-ass men who's gonna go out there and score sweet touchdown catches, all right? So get your grown ass together and score some sweet Sweet touchdown pa- passes because, listen, I'm, t- I'm so sick of hearing you cry like a little, small baby who just got poked too hard. All right? Poke back, Martavis. Poke back. Preach it. Levy on Bell did well. Levy <laughs> <laughs> on Bell is absolutely fantastic. 35 carries, 135 yards. Doesn't and, matter where that guy goes next year. He's going to be fantastic. No, I know. But he's uh, he's under such a massive workload the past few weeks. Um, are you at all nervous as a Le'Veon Bell owner? I, as a Le'Veon Bell owner, who I have him in our dynasty league, right. I'm going to feel very confident when the season's over to go to the guy who has 1-1 and offer him Le'Veon Bell for 1-1 and feel comfortable with that. Okay. Is that lunacy in your eyes? Not at all. Yeah. Because you know what? Give me Saquon Barkley. You can have Le'Veon Bell. It's not crazy. So flipping it over to the other side of the ball. Um, Were we wrong about Juju? I don't think so. No, I think he's just a guy. Okay. <laughs> so flipping out. Are you other. buying Martavis? I don't really give a crap about Martavis, to be honest. Okay. I don't like changing diapers either that much. I'm out of that. I'm gr- I'm my, kid, my kids are getting big. I mean, I think I think he's got a lot of potential, but I mean, to, potential doesn't score you points, man. No, people mature though. I will say that. I, uh, I mean, I have yet to mature in life, but one day I probably will. Someday. I'm only 38. I got my whole life right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right. What were you saying about the other side of the ball? Oh, the Bengals, uh, the Bengals do not like to run the ball. They don't like to run the ball. Uh, Bill Joe, Lazer's mo. Yeah, Joe Mixon um, averaged 6.9 yards a carry at a nice 25 yard run. Um, He's the future there. He is the future there. Uh, Tyler Croft did nice things again in relief of Tyler Eifert. Uh, he's a guy that you can probably start. Um, on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, I have, a, I have a, you know, we talked about Tyler Croft. I have a feeling they're going to blow things up in Cincinnati after this year. I feel like Marvin Lewis might be showing the door. So I'm, I still feel really good about Joe Mixon. I'm still going to go out there and try and buy Joe Mixon. 
Because I feel like he's going to have, like, even going forward, like you said, 6.9, that's pretty good. Right. Right? I'm okay with 6.9. I like Joe Mixon long-term still. So do I. Absolutely. And right now his value is not very high. I think, yeah. You know, I might utilize that here and see if I can give a first next year and get everybody that's draft crazy. I give my first and second next year to get Joe Mixon. Would you? Uh, Ooh, not so fast, Pat Sage. I don't know if I'd do both. No? Nah, depends on how bad I was. I feel like... Depends on where those firsts and seconds were going to land. I like this 18 class as rookies, but I... There, just again, it's such the infancy because I don't really dig into rookie tape at all until the season's over. Sure, um, but just the the mild stuff I'm looking at right now is saying this might be one of those like top heavy draft classes right. where it's like right. Right. you know the first like the first six picks would be really good, and then from like six to fifteen we're like okay I feel pretty good about these guys, and from that there's gonna be like, a lot of busts. Yeah, even, even a lot of those. question marks. I'm like, uh, so my second round pick this year, I feel no problem. With you know, because definitely a name like Saquon Barkley, a lot of people were hearing might not even come out after this year. Uh, I could, might you, feel, could you imagine how that would screw over so many people that are? Oh yeah, I'm going to screw over the Browns when I can't get a quarterback. <laughs> it's supposed to be such a great quarterback class. I'm sitting there saying Josh Allen's going to be the number one pick overall. Lock, write it down, take a picture. I don't give an f. Uh, now the guy's shouldn't even come out because he'll be a mid round pick at best. Uh, I have no problem going up a second round pick and today. As of today, I have no problem going to that. That's what I mean. Like, if it was like a second half of the round, first and second round pick, yeah, I would give that up for Joe Mixon easily. Okay. If it was top half of the round, I would be a little bit more hesitant. Okay. So there you go. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think somebody that's gonna have a high pick is gonna give up a first anyways for Joe Mixon. You never know. I'm talking about like if you like are like right around like right now team like. You're like fourth in the playoff line. I'm trying to give up my first and second. Absolutely. If you're rebuilding, yeah, I guess you still rebuild about him. Let's move on, shall we? Chargers yep. and the Broncos? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything special that you want to talk about? Not really. No, me neither. Hunter, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry has yep. uh, finally established himself as the number one uh, tight end there. Has really, over the second half of the season, supplanted Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates is now um, in the background. Right. He's a fading pitcher of memories. Who's a future Hall of Famer? Um, he's he's twenty percent fossilized. Hunter Henry's the guy there. Melvin Gordon's the guy there. Mike Williams comes back a little bit. Doesn't catch anything this game though. Austin Eckler uh, did did a little something on his seven carries. Got as many yards as Melvin Gordon did on his eighteen carries. So. We had an article about him, and we talk about Melvin Gordon all the time. He's not really going to be always a great in between the tackles runner, but he's going to be very viable in the passing game. Broncos side. You know, and, until they get their quarterback situation figured out, everybody there is going to be a crapshoot. Your best bet's always going to be Demarius Thomas, but look with the best bet with a really good matchup too this week. Gotcha. Yeah, not you got much. the poop sandwich right. this week. Two, you got the poop sandwich. Two catches, uh, nine yards. Yeah, how'd that taste? Broncos. Actually, Benny Benny Fowler was who was the guy that was filling in for Emmanuel Sanders was the guy that um, had the best day there in the receiving core. Yeah, I talked to him a little bit up on uh, my Sunday show. Sure. Let's move on. Falcons and the Patriots. Julio Jones finally scores a touchdown. Pop this cherry. Woo. That's always fun, isn't it? Yep. I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there, besides that, you know, you Muhammad Sue comes in. And he's 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 steady Eddie. You know, when he does right. play. He's gonna get you about. They were from six to nine points per game. This week he scores you twelve. Yep. And Devontae Devontae Freeman had a down week for Devontae Freeman, but a you know a normal week for anybody else. Yeah. Other side of the ball, 
you know, Gronk does, you know, only eight points, but still had, had a really nice diving catch there. They got called back, still heavily targeted in the game there with seven targets, only caught three of them, but still the, a top tight end there. You know, I think I just made a move in a league, and I gave up my first. I'm a, Now I'm a championship contender in this league as well. I gave up my first in Allen Robinson for Brandon Cooks and his second. And now he's he's a he's he's a contender for a top three pick. So the way I looked at it is I'm moving back in the first right. little bit for a guy like Brandon Cooks. I'm giving up Allen Robinson, who I do like, but I'm giving a getting a receiver that can help me today. Sure. Pretty fair trade? No, I think that works out great for both teams. I mean, if the other team isn't a contender, they move up a little bit, they get a guy that's probably um, I would consider a little bit better of a long-term asset, but isn't going to do anything for you this year. So, um, you know, and and you obviously get the points this year. Yeah. You know, I think, I really think Brandon Cooks can fall in that category of like one of those young stud receivers that isn't really appreciated the way he really should be, if that makes sense. Okay. Which is crazy. I don't know. I just feel like in the dynasty community, like if, like if you did a startup draft, people don't really appreciate Brandon Cooks. Do you know where Brandon Cooks is on the year when it comes to fantasy points in PPR leagues? No, oh, I I know he's he's up there pretty good. I mean, he's got to be probably six or seven, right? You accurate son of a gun. He's he's wide receiver number seven. I was just looking at it not too long ago, so I mean, it was no. it, it, you know it wasn't a total guess. <laughs> okay, but you know, guys, I have him or Larry, Larry Fitz. You know, and they're all pretty close. You know, Larry right, Fitz is right. number three on a year. He only. Hell, DeAndre Hopkins is number two, and he's only got nine more points than Brandon Cooks. Sure. Brandon had a bye. Uh, so, I mean, he's right up there with the names of Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, the elite of the elite. But when it comes to a startup draft, he's not going to be drafted. He's going to be drafted probably to the back end of the second round, I sure. would imagine. Sure. Which makes me think of a guy like that who's going to put up these numbers, who's probably going to put these numbers consistently. Who I think that Patriots are going to resign just for simple fact they gave up a first round pick for him. I don't think they really take that lightly there as well. So they're going to do everything they can to resign sure. Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks would probably want to resign there because he is doing so well. He's just one of those guys who's week in, week out produces double digit fantasy points. Solid wide receiver one, gettable. No, yeah, um, definitely. Um, and he's been a little bit more consistent than I would have expected um, going into the year as well. Cause, Definitely cause, be in year one. Right, yep. In New England's offense, you can have a little bit of a yo-yo effect there as well. In even worst case, if, sometime, like Brandon, you know, if he signs that contract and Tom Brady left, but going on Tom Brady left, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, he's been in the system long enough, it wouldn't be a worry as well. Uh, I think it would be a pretty smooth transition there. Let's get off that game, finish this week off. Let's get done with this podcast here. Monday night game, last night, Redskins, Eagles. I always said I was going to give away a shirt at halftime. I fell asleep at halftime. <laughs> of course you did. So I missed I miss some really good action here. Woke up, <laughs> dug back into the, the, the game itself, took a look at it. You know, Carson Wentz, we were talking about him and Dak Prescott earlier. They're the two future. I mean, these guys are the these guys are the next big thing when it comes to fan, uh, NFL quarterbacks here. Totally agree. Uh, Wentz looks fantastic. Chris Thompson comes out, another very solid game there. A good a good emergence of Jordan Reed. Terrell Pryor, bench for Josh Dodson. Right. Remember my bold predictions? Mm-hmm. I bust out my crystal balls, and I said Terrell Pryor would fizzle there in Washington. Fizzle away, my man. He's like a shaking up Coca-Cola. He's mm-hmm. just fizzling away. Um, so he's he he's literally non-existent. I felt bad. Somebody's like, I only need four points um, for a – I only need four oh, points for from Terrell Pryor for to get a win. Do I start Rob Kelly 
or Terrell Pryor. Oh. I'm like, dude, you can't play Rob. Just play Terrell Pryor. And hope. Rob Kelly, two receptions for 14 yards. That's three points. Seven carries for 16 yards. That's four points. Right. Terrell Pryor, two catches for 14 yards. That's three points. That sucks, man. I'm sorry, guy. Yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years. I never would have guessed that Rob Kelly would have gotten two catches. I never would have guessed that in a million <laughs> years, man. That's the most cold-blooded shit of all time. Uh, I feel bad. But, hey, you win some, you lose some. Right. If you have Terrell Pryor, uh, once I made my bold predictions that Terrell Pryor was going to fizzle, you should have sold as fast as you can. That ship has sailed. Yep. he's It's long gone. I don't think long, Terrell Pryor will ever be nearly as good as he was last year with the Browns. Uh, and good luck going forward with that. Yeah, I mean, your startable players here are obviously Jordan Reed, um, Chris Thompson, and uh, Kirk Cousins. That's really about it. Yeah. Other side of the ball, we mentioned last week, hey, Nelson Aguilar solidified himself into being a wide receiver three. You can start him every single week. He comes right back. He delivers four catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown, catches four or five targets. Him and Wentz have a really good rapport going there. I like that. I like that for long-term. We mentioned last week, we don't know about the long-term effects of Alshon there. We know Torrey Smith is not going to be there long. Um, so they're going to know, hey, maybe we should lock, lock up Nelson Aguilar because guess what? He's not even going to be that expensive as is anyways. We still They have still have him next year. And not only that, they have him next year, but they have the fifth-year option because he was a first-round pick. So you have you know Carson Wentz and Nelson Aguilar for the next two years at least. I like Nelson Aguilar going forward. Are you buying Nelson Aguilar? I totally am, man. Um, he's he's got good pedigree. He came to the league as a pretty crisp route runner, you know, as far as his college tape. So, I think he just needs a little bit of time to develop mentally and, and get get up to speed in the pros. And I think you know he, he's a he's a good guy to go out in there and buy if you can. Would you if you're a contender? Would you go very late first for Nelson Aguilar, a former first round pick? Uh, yeah. If it was late and I needed help at the wide receiver position, I would. And I think it's. I think it'd be the easiest. I think it'd be the easiest buy in the world for a first round pick. Somebody'd be happy to give you Nelson Aguilar sure. for a first round pick. I'm buying. This is a young guy, former first round pick, who's only in his third year, who's starting to really make some strong uh, turns for the better here. I am buying Nelson Aguilar. I am giving up pick nine through twelve for Nelson Aguilar, who was about pick six through nine just three years ago. Right. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think the risk-reward is worth it. I think you're getting production to help you this year. And like I mentioned, you're probably going to get production to help you for the very least with a quarterback that's on the up who's an MVP candidate for the next two years. All those point to signs saying, hey, these are guys I want on my roster. Definitely if I'm a Carson Wentz owner, I love getting a stack there between Algalore and Wentz. Happy to give you my first-round pick. Happy to do it. I'm with you. So that's it for this week. You know, obviously we're just doing a little recap this week. Maybe we'll have a little show topic next week after we get, after we go into week nine. But until then, if you have any dynasty questions, um, even if it's between Robert Kelly and uh, Terrell Pryor, and you just need four points. I'm here to help. Uh, I do the best I can. That's it. Uh, I have one poor guy. That's <laughs> all you can do, man. He listens to the podcast. Oh, I wish I remember his name. He knows who he is because he's listening. He's like, listen, man. I'm still going to listen to your podcast every week, but I am done asking you for weekly advice. <laughs> it just worked out for him. Every per- every person I told him to start was the wrong person. Hey, Amen. It's tough stuff, man, fantasy football. You can't be right all the time. No, you can't. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site, at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure if you want to do one of those awesome T-shirts that we're giving away, Dynasty- they're on DynastyNerds.com. Make sure you're in the Facebook group. Um, and also, like we always say, if you really you know care enough, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps out a lot. It does. Guess what? 
What? We're only 11 reviews away from 400. Not bad, man. 11, huh? Yeah. So we're get, we're getting to the category now is like if your mom has an iPhone, steal it from her. <laughs> Give us a review. L- leave us a rating <laughs> review saying, this is my mom's phone. But if she listens, she'd love you too because that's how good this shit is. Yeah, yeah. I had to say that because it's my third time using S word. I felt like since we're using threes today, it's a very strong focal point. I should really bust out the profanity of three. All right. Even though on Comedy Central you can say it without even being censored. Huh. Mm. Weird. Yeah, it's days and times we're living in nowadays. Yeah. 2017, man. We're pretty much uh, pretty the much, future. Pretty much uncensored nowadays. So that's it. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, have a good luck going forward. Make those trades. Better your roster. Just like we said last week, it's a really good time to make trades. This week, next week, really good times to make trade. Better yourself for today. Better yourself for tomorrow. Better yourself for next year. Totally. That's Dynasty Fans of Football. Until then, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.